Flight of Valkyries. Yep, that's our theme for this year. We're going to blast mass one-on-one everywhere. I guess it's sort of a contradiction, isn't it? All right, so uh, welcome to uh, the Unified CXM Experience. Uh, it's a little different today. Um, we decided to start filming these, and so you see me here in my Florida studio. I've uh, just moved in, or just moving in, so it's kind of a bit of a mess behind me. Uh, I'm strategically blocking most of the really bad stuff with my body, so you can't really sort of see um, the really crazy stuff, but uh, there's a little bit of stuff on the sides. You can see I'm a little bit OCD, so I've got a lot of organizing um, done and more organizing to do, um, but uh, still still plenty to keep me busy and keep me off the streets. So... Um, what else are we going to do differently today? Um, oh, yeah, we decided to start the filming on a day when I had to do a 3 a.m. presentation to Japan. So pretty cool. Did a two-hour presentation to one of our customers. And um, so I've been up since 2.30 this morning. So um, so <laughs> that seems like the perfect time to start a new a new theme song and put it all on video. So we'll see what, we'll see what happens. You know, if this doesn't turn out, we just don't have to ever air it. Although that's kind of not our thing, right, Randy? Like we kind of, we sort of air it all, right? Like it's, we air everything. It all goes live. We kind of air everything. Yep. (laughs) Every once in a while, it's a little intimidating knowing that, you know, no matter what I do, you're going to be putting it out there. Um, but, uh, anyway, I've got a, I got a glass of a very fine new product. Uh, it's a beverage from another one of our customers, the Coca-Cola company, and uh, it's their new Coca-Cola coffee, and this is caramel flavored. It's quite a potent mixture of flavors, caramel plus coffee plus Coca-Cola. <sighs> Delicious. And about as much caffeine as you can stuff into a can. <laughs> With a little bit of caramel. So... Um, I kind of like in that you're gonna see me sip that a bit as we go through this. Uh, this glass is a 1970s owl glass, so these are owls on here. Isn't that cool? Yeah, found this in an antique store. So um, I want to talk about an experience I had last week. Um, it doesn't. It's not specifically a marketing experience, but it kind of is in a way. And so uh, I think I'll go through it. It was very unique experience and something that not many people get a chance to do. So I was extremely fortunate and very blessed to have had this experience and I, I sure hope I have it again but if I don't that's okay because uh, it was uh, pretty amazing to do it even just the one time so uh, what I'm going to talk about today is the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade now I grew up in Canada and in Canada there's there's not a Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade because there's not a Macy's um, and I guess it's broadcast and we might be able to see it, but that's not, not a thing you do in Canada because Thanksgiving in Canada is at a completely different time of year. So in Canada, there's a, a department store that's long gone, but it was called Eden's. And Eden's was the Macy's of Canada. And they used to do a Santa Claus parade um, probably around a similar time, maybe a little bit later. I think it, was, it always felt like early December. And uh, Eaton's would run that parade in Toronto. And I went many, many times and it was a, 
a big favorite in the family and I used to rent a uh, there's a the Royal Ontario Museum had a at one point had a patio that overlooked the parade route and we would go up there and get seats and it, it was a very special part of my life for a really long time and so I do get parades uh, but when I came to the U.S., I could see this Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade was like a really big deal for people. And uh, partly because families would make their Thanksgiving Day meal with the parade playing in the background. So it's this kind of background soundtrack to everyone's life going back to when they were, you know, as young as possible. So everyone's just been, you know, um, baked in it from day one. And then um, there's this movie called Miracle on 34th Street, which I'd also never seen. Uh, which is sort of takes place around and about the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and it's about Macy's as well and Gimbals, and and so it's um, again a piece of Americana that would sort of fly over my head as a Canadian, but you know as I started becoming an American, which I am an American now, and as I became you know more imbued in American culture, uh, I would start to get, but I didn't really have any exposure to it. Uh, until I met my fiance Rachel. So uh, when I moved to the U.S., I actually moved with my family, and uh, you know we were all Canadians, and so it's kind of a Canadian bubble inside an American stream. Uh, and you know there was you know some cultural transmission, but still a lot of Canadian. Uh, once I was uh, divorced and uh, you know kind of met someone new, uh, I met an American uh, who was you know a New Yorker. And it was really interesting suddenly meeting somebody who was, you know, an actual American from day one. Uh, and it's it extraordinary uh, how many words are different and the, the culture gaps, extraordinary. It's amazing, like, when you see it. Um, but she's, um, she's uh, fascinated by sort of how I approach things, and I was pretty interested in how she approached things. So uh, it's working out well. But one of the things that she taught me was uh, she showed me Miracle on 34th Street which is her favorite Christmas movie and taught me all about the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade which was a big part of her family tradition and so Rachel would go down every year with her 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 dad and mom and it was just like a really big part of her life and she has been to every parade and then our very first year our very first sort of fall together um, she had this very interesting trick which I'm not going to share um, but she has a way of being able to get into the balloon inflation area and she goes and watches all the balloons get inflated and makes a makes an evening of it and you know brings friends and went for drinks and it was like a really it was, it was an extraordinary night and uh, started giving me a peek into the character of this person that I was falling in love with and so uh, I sort of at that moment thought I got to get her into this parade uh, she'd always wanted to be in the parade had never been in the parade uh, and um, the following year of course it was canceled because of COVID and through the good graces of some excellent friends of mine and some connections and some donations and a bunch of other you know luck I guess a bit I managed to get Rachel into the parade this year with me and so the two of us were in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And we were assigned the roles of clowns, uh, which is a pretty awesome role. And I'll talk about that again in a second. And uh, we're actually, the type of clown we were was we were called silly sailors. So we were dressed in little sailor outfits uh, with blue wigs. And we were very silly. I, I definitely check off the silly part. And what clowns do, clowns have an interesting function in the parade because 
the parade is essentially one long piece of traffic um, with a, a stop at the end in front of Macy's where they perform for the cameras. And uh, it's about a three-plus-mile route, which is not its not super-duper far mile-wise, but it does feel far because you go from 82nd all the way to 34th. So it feels like a reasonable walk. And you're clipping along pretty fast. Anyway, so um, so we got... Um, so we got into our, our sort of silly sailor sort of mode, um, and I gave this to her, you know, as a present. So it was her um, birthday. I won't say which one. It was her birthday, and so gave it to her as a gift, and uh, it was well-received. And what I wanted to talk about today was uh, two things. One was the way that Macy's executes uh, the parade and what it felt like to be a clown. And, you know, and many people have said uh, for many years uh, that I am a clown, uh, but now I actually have proof because I took pictures. Uh, and then uh, I want to talk a little bit about the crowds, uh, the reception of what we were doing was very interesting. Um, and again, like I said, I've not done it before. So it was a fascinating experience. So let's talk a little bit about Macy's. So first of all, unbelievable. Now it was the 95th year, so they've, they've had a few times to practice. Um, but wow, what a, what a machine. Um, they work all year long on this, and there's a whole team that works on the parade, and it shows. Um, the emails, as soon as we were kind of in the program, we started getting emails, we got onboarded. Um, it was, you know, we were giving them our, um, dimensions. So they knew, you know, what kind of costume to put us in. Uh, we were, um, uh, it was a lot of COVID protocols, you know, uploading our vaccine cards, all that kind of stuff was in there. Lots of, you know, very informative stuff. This is where you need to be. This is how you need to be there. Here's your official pass, show this pass and it'll get you in. If you don't have the pass, you're not going to get in. Uh, when you get to the, you basically all, everyone met at the New Yorker hotel at 6 45 AM. And so, um, you get there, they give you a wrist, um, you know, kind of a, a Purell attached to a little bracelet. And if you don't have that bracelet, you're not allowed on the truck or in the parade or the bus. You, you know, you're just like, that's it. So that was your identifier. And, and then you go in and there's a dresser for that particular set of clowns. So the silly sailors had a, had a dresser. Um, and she was amazing uh, and showed us how to put the costume on and helped us with it. And everyone got dressed. And then we all went out and got in a bus and the bus took us up to 82nd. And at 82nd, they have a thing called Clown Corner, which is the largest gathering of clowns in the world. And we waited around as the parade started and they would kind of call out each float as the float would go. You know, and they went, here we go next. Uh, it's, you know, it's Chase from Paw Patrol. And I would, I would go. And different groups of clowns would sort of peel off. And, uh, and so what, what the clowns do, and so I, was, I interrupted myself on this a second ago. So what the clowns would do is they're essentially uh, traffic management because it's like one long sort of traffic jam, if you think about the parade. And so it stops and starts. Uh, some floats fall behind, some catch up. And so as clowns, it's sort of our job to fill in between the float and, in our case, it was a float in front of us. It was the Disney float. It was a Disney boat float, uh, Disney Cruise Lines. And then behind us was a marching band. Uh, 
and uh, they they're all kind of going at different speeds, and we're sort of in between, and it's sometimes quite stretched out, and sometimes quite compressed. That was quite interesting. And then our we're all given a bag of confetti, and we're supposed to throw the confetti on the bystanders on the side of the road. And then a lot of people had their hands out, so they wanted to kind of slap hands, like kind of and so there's a lot of hand slapping, and. And then there's uh, the the interesting thing about the parade is that they don't line it straight. Uh, so what they'll do is just because of the size of the crowds, they will they'll go indent on the side streets, and they'll indent about hmm, I would say probably a hundred feet. I mean it's it's a reasonable indent, and you can sort of still see the parade, but you're definitely feeling like you're off the parade route. And so part of what they asked us to do as clowns is to run down those side streets and try to give a little bit of experience to the people who were there so they felt like they had an interesting experience at the parade and so and so it's like uh so macy's has this thing dialed in uh so there, there we are we're standing there with our bags of confetti we're at clown corner we're waiting for the um our floats to go uh it's probably about 9 30 or so parade starts at nine so everything's kind of cranking out there everything's going well it's a gorgeous day it was 50 plus degrees it was warm it was beautiful it was sunny i couldn't have been better weather and um and then off we went. And, you know, Rachel is a force of nature and, and has, you know, spent her whole life wanting to be in this parade. So when it was, and we were just standing there and we were kind of goofing around and talking and stuff like that. And when they're like kind of, all right, silly sailors, go. She was off like a rocket. And off she went, and she was like spreading confetti everywhere, running up and down the side streets. She was incredible. She had this one great story where she went down one of the side streets and was throwing confetti and shaking hands, and then she was running out. And one of the police officers came up to her and asked her to come back because she had missed a little girl, a young, probably preschool girl. And the girl was, if you know, parents hadn't got there in her time, so they were kind of in a lousy spot. And the girls were like, it was wanted to see the parade, and she missed the clown, and she was crying. And, and Rachel said she was crying so much that she had tears on the tops of her eyelids and on the bottoms of her eyelids, <laughs> double tears. And so um, the, the police officer said, would you mind, please, uh, taking care of this little girl because she's, uh, she missed she missed your clowning, and uh, and she feel like like you ignored her, and so she so Rachel went running back in, uh, threw confetti all over this little girl, shook her hands, and you know, and said hello, and talked to her for a second, and then turned around and had to like book it to get back to the parade because they were the, the parade's a lot faster than you think. Um, it I just I've just had knee surgery not too long ago, um, and so I'm like twelve weeks out of very serious knee surgery. I had an ACL reconstruction. And uh, my doctor is a little bit like, you know, a little raised eyebrow on me going in this parade. He says, well, I'll see how that goes. Uh, and I'll say I was, I was at my limit. Uh, I was definitely at my limit. And I was, I, was going, I was going pretty fast. And because of Rachel, I was getting drawn into some of the, the stuff and going back and forth as well. So I, I probably did more than some of the clowns, um, but definitely limping pretty hard by the end of the parade. Anyway, so we were, um, we, it was just amazing. And it was, what was also fascinating was, just the sheer joy and enthusiasm and excitement of the crowds. It was, uh, I've never even seen anything like it. It's just, it was a little bit of like, it's back, right? So there's a little bit of it's back and life is starting to return to normal. But everyone wanted me to throw confetti on them. It was amazing. It was just like confetti me, confetti me. And people had put their hands out and they wanted like pieces, bits of confetti in it. It was, it was 
charming and, and, and amazing at the same time and, and an incredible feeling of just being connected to humanity. So, um, it, it, so that it was just, it was, it was, it was awesome. I mean, there was, there was not a single thing about it that wasn't amazing. And I will say that the level of organization that Macy's had did make it work well. And this is where, you know, I think there's this kind of, and I was, I was thinking like what this means in a CXM context. And I do think that there's something about, um, when you're delivering a service, being super organized and, and having it really dialed in from a process standpoint helps the emotion emerge. Uh, so, you know, we got there, um, we got there on time, we knew where to go, we were never confused. So we were, as clowns, we were in a very, very good state of mind. And and so when we hit the parade route, we were like ready to clown around and, and have a good time and, and, you know, smile and laugh and, you know, you know, throw confetti on people and talk to people and, you know, we were like pointing out the flags and going America. And it was, it was a really, and saying happy Thanksgiving, obviously. And there was one person in our group who kept telling everyone that if they come to the parade on Thursday, they don't have to go to school on Friday, which I thought was clever, although slightly deceptive. And, um, and it was just, it was just a really amazing, um, emotional experience, but because I think in large part, it was so well organized from a process standpoint. If things have been kind of a mess process wise and we get lost and we were cold or we were like, if it was a little bit less pulled together, uh, I think it would have been harder to make that emotion happen. And I will also say that the, the police, the New York police department did an incredible job. There were I don't. I can't tell you how many police were along the parade route, but it was hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of police uh, up and down the parade route, and we were going around them and behind them. And I didn't ever throw confetti at a police officer. I feel like that was a good decision. Um, kind of wanted to a couple of times, but decided not to do that. Um, but the um, but they were everywhere, and the presence was almost overwhelming, and I felt very safe. And I felt like the crowd was very safe, and it was. Nothing happened. And uh, there were a lot of barriers. They'd shut down all the streets. There was a, a lot of safety in place. And again, that makes it easier to have a fun emotional experience because you're not worried about your safety. You're not worried about sort of something bad happening. So kudos to the NYPD. Uh, great job. And uh, it was really fantastic seeing seeing everyone out there. And I will say, you know, having seen like what I would guess would be several hundred police officers over the course of the um, over the course of the parade, um, very diverse workforce, very diverse workforce from both a gender, race, and you know, height standpoint, like just like everyone, everyone was different. And it was, it was great. It was great to see. Um, the parade, in case you're curious, started at 82nd and Central Park West. That's where it kind of stages. And actually, you know, if you want to see the parade, it's actually not a bad place to see it. It's not super parady at that point, but you do get to see all the floats as they're kind of staging, getting ready to go. And it's not as busy up there. Uh, then it goes, winds down central park West. And then when it gets to Columbus circle, uh, turns left and sort of does that sort of half a quarter circle hook and goes along central park South, uh, to sixth and then turns right and goes down sixth to 34th. And then it turns right at 34th and ends in front of Macy's. And so we did that whole path. And then 
uh, after it ends, we went back to the New Yorker hotel and then returned our costumes. And they had, believe it or not, food waiting for us. So we all got a little a box of food. We had you know muffins and bananas and uh, juices. It was <laughs> really fantastic. I was like, <laughs> Macy's level of organization on this thing is like sh- it's shocking. I mean, a lot of a lot of hospitality firms could learn something from what Macy's is doing in this parade. Uh, so. That is my Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade experience. And as you know, the lessons from a CXM standpoint are make sure you've got the process really, really tight. Make sure the workflow is really tight. Make sure people feel safe. You know, there's a lot of this sort of blocking and tackling stuff that if you do that really well, then emotion can shine through and positive emotion can shine through. Um, if you weren't doing those things well, then people get wrapped up in the shoelaces on things that are negative and it's harder to deliver a great experience. So um, hopefully um, this was like semi-intelligible. We'll see <laughs> We'll see how, how it sounds when I watch it again. Um, but uh, but it, was, it was fun to do. It was fun to talk about. And I'm, I'm glad I did it today because uh, it's still really fresh in my mind. And, and I will say that, you know, from a personal standpoint, um, you know, I'm, I'm very much in love with this incredible woman and, um, you know, it was great to be able to give her something that was important to her and had been important to her from a family standpoint and had been important to her from a personal bucket list standpoint for a long time. Um, but it's also amazing. I, I, a couple of times I stood there and just watched her. She has like no limiter switch, right? And just watching her running back and forth and, and just, pure joy and just doing everything she could to be the very best clown she could possibly be uh yeah i felt very privileged to um to be allowed to be in part of her life and it was uh it was a great moment for the two of us so for the unified cxm experience i'm grad con cxo chief experience officer at sprinkler and uh i'll see you and you'll see me next time (laughs) 